Kids are rolling from the rain and the joy and pain And they call the thing a rodeo Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. Yes, it is rodeo stampede time. Um, nice to see the big numbers heading down at the down at the grounds. Lots of people heading down, even though the weather has been typical for this time of year. We get the thunderstorms come booming through. So that's sort of what it happens at this time of year. So when you live in Calgary, we get the this is Thunder Boomer season and uh, right during Stampede. So I guess it always adds a little light show besides the fireworks at night. So we get lots of that going on and uh, lots going on in the garden as well. We got uh, some much needed moisture, some slow, deep rain, which was nice um, in some ways. Hard on the landscape crews. I know our our guys are kind of pulling their out trying to keep up. And uh, now Monday they get to make the phone calls and kind of reschedule all the jobs and uh, let everybody know <laughs> that it's delayed a week or so. So anyways, trying to get everyone in, but we're all in the same boat. Um, and the boat is still floating, so which is good to hear. And lots going on. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are, are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. One of the first things I'm going to talk about is the birch tree. Um, got a text from Cash Only. Why are a lot of our weeping birch leaves turning brown? It has been well watered. It's mainly birch leaf minor is the problem. And driving in this morning, I noticed a huge amount, almost 95% of the big birch that I see driving. Like when I was coming down 37th Street. Um, just before Seventeenth uh, Ave, and in between Crowchild, and uh, it's just it, all the big birch all on there, just um, getting inundated with birch leaf miner, and and that's sort of what's going on. And then I also uh, have a uh, I got an email from Karen as well, asking the same thing from Karen Murdoch. Is my is my is it dead? Um, there's some things you can do. Rage Plus is a big thing for birch trees. They love it. They respond very well. We do do the injection for the birch leaf miner. Uh, one thing is, though, the damage is already done. What it can do is get in there and, and, and look after the pest now, and it'll have a residual for next year. But uh, that's about it. Once the damage is done, it'll shed some of those rehydrate the birch tree as best as possible, slow, deep watering, Rage Plus. Um, definitely works very well with um, the birch tree. So unfortunately, like I'm almost, and I was just driving, I'm just like, like I hate even saying it, but it's almost like it, they almost all need to get eradicated. Like you almost need to get taken out, all of them, because it is just, it's inundated. Like the city is is just blasted with birch leaf miner. And uh, I have a hard time. I used to sell quite a few in the caliper trees. I really don't even bring them in anymore. And I have a few, but really just because some people really, really want them. It's just, I, I just hate bringing them in and just having people two or three years down the way come and, well, Merle, my tree's dead. It's diseased and and it's my fault. <laughs> but I just, it, it's just such a, it's such a pest. And that is just inundated the birch canopy in calgary so unless something drastic happens i'm not too sure what we're all going to do about that besides uh, maybe a a big eradication of uh, birch trees 
um, unfortunately. And I was just down in Pennsylvania there last week or the week before. And it's so weird. Like, they don't have birch leaf minder down there. Like, that's one bug. I think, God, up here was such a cold. You think it would kill it over the winter time? Why are they here and not down there? Um, I don't know. But like I said, that's sort of what you, you get to see those beautiful birch trees down there and, and all over the place. And just certain areas get those. But we seem to be um, where the birch leaf miner is, unfortunately. So, anyways, what we have to deal with. And... Got a few texts. Everyone's up early, sending in lots of stuff already, which is which is really nice. Got a couple phone calls nice and early. I'm going to go to the phone lines. Going to chat with Ingrid. Good morning, Ingrid. Good morning. How are you today? Good, good. How are you? Good. I have an issue on the acreage. We have a ton of gophers, e. and they have eaten off all the green leaves on my kohlrabi. Yes. Will that will that come back, or is it done? Um, it's, it's a tough one, to be honest. Um, you might, they might, um, they, there, there might be enough there that it can relief out, but it needs mm-hmm. that leaf to gather all the energy to produce the fruit and, and all that as well. I see. Okay. Um, so, uh, what are you going to do about the gophers? Cause if you regrow them, they're just going to. Well, we're taking care of those as we speak. Okay. So. How are you, how, how are you doing that? Just asking. We're shooting them. Okay. There's a much better way. Um, there's a product called the Giant Destroyer. And they're the smoke giant bomb. Destroyer? Yeah. We sell them at the store mm-hmm. at the garden center. And they're just a smoke type bomb that you put oh, in. Oh, yeah. 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 They work phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then there's no... Uh, <laughs> as much as fun, shooting gophers is fun, I guess. But you know what I mean? It's just, it just, it does it humanely it's done and then it's just done right and then they don't mm-hmm. you don't see them for years that they don't come back so I, unfortunately okay. i had to use it up we had a bunch come in and they're all over the store they're going mm-hmm. after our cat they, they were just oh no yeah they were coming and going after all the bird seed like it was like they get going and they're pretty aggressive so yeah okay rocky no, rocky was just like what's going on i gotta i gotta work now i gotta get up and get after those things so anyway okay, so, we'll give that we'll give that a try for sure yeah and what you do is you, you get them make sure you're all prepared and just yeah. paying attention to what's going on mm-hmm. you light the fuse you put it down the hole put a wet um cloth or a towel or burlap mm-hmm. or something over top of the hole after you put it in as mm-hmm. soon as it starts smoking then it just goes and does its thing down the hole and uh, you don't have to see or shoot or, or do anything. Okay. So, Okay, thanks so much. All righty. Okay, thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. And what else we got going on? We got Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning. How can I help you? Uh, I have... <laughs> Hello to your dog in the back. Yeah, that is. He's uh, letting <laughs> me know that he's on here, the phone too. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, as soon as you're on the phone, right? <laughs> Um, I have an, a young elm tree. It's probably, well, it's not that young. It's probably 10 years old, but it's beautiful. And um, I noticed yesterday that there was these black uh, caterpillars on them. Yeah. And I noticed on the south side of the tree, uh, some of the branches, the leaves are gone. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, what do I do to take care of these little pests? Um, there's a product called BTK. BTK. Yeah. And it's a biological um, pesticide that works really good for caterpillars. Okay. You need to spray it on. Okay. 
So it's probably about a 20-foot tree, and that'll be no problem. Does it hook up to the hose or anything? Well, it's a, it's a water-soluble, water uh-huh. so you need to um, mix it into a sprayer okay. and then either get up on a ladder or, or something, um, or if you have something that can reach up that high, like one of those hose-end sprayers that you mix it oh, in. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. I do it early in the morning. It's usually better. There's less wind and things of like that and yeah. get okay. the wind behind your and, back. And um, where would I get that from? Um, spruce it up. We carry it down there okay. at Garden Center. Um, okay. Typically and it's called B-T- BTK. Yeah, B is in Bob, T is in Tom, K is in Ken. Beautiful. And uh, it's in a small little bottle, so it's fairly concentrate, and uh, you should be good to go. Thank you so much for your help. You're very welcome. Have a good day. You too, Cynthia. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, phone lines are wide open now. If you'd like to join again, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And quite a bit of text coming in. Um, June 26th, I was at your lovely shop. One blanket flower, one rock rose, one perennial pansy. When I got home, I realized I had not been charged for one pansy. Next time I'm there, I will pay you for it. May, may, well, thank you so much. I, I really, really appreciate that. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes we charge people too much, and sometimes we don't charge you at all. So anyways, I, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, and for anybody, if you, we've had a few people um, think that we don't carry perennials anymore um we did build a new perennial house so it's just on the west side of where the annuals and perennials used to be but that's all now annuals for the most part we've added some perennials in there now but we do have a perennial house just on the west side so if you have any friends or anybody that says we do not carry perennials anymore we just put them in their own brand new house and uh and they were it's awesome in there nice and uh it's all contained, lots of room, and you can see I salvaged all the benches from Sunnyside. And the fun thing about that, I actually built those benches when I was uh, 18, 19 years old, and I'm 52 now. And uh, so they're still strong and galvanized metal, but this tells you the the durability of those galvanized metal and benches. And when I when they came available, I jumped at the opportunity to to gather those benches from the sunny side when they were tearing it down. And I also got the weather station that uh, I was part of putting up when I was younger as well. And it's uh, it's all hanging back up. And today the rock should be warm. It is going to be sunny and warm out hopefully for a while. So uh, we're good to go. All right, I'm going to take a break. And uh, when I return, we'll hit the phone lines and a few texts. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Chug a lug, chug a lug. Make you want to holler, holly ho. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Curry's largest full service garden center with everything you need inside and out for the garden. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, yeah, it's seen a little chug a lugging going on last night. We uh, went for dinner with my son. Him and I went down to Hayden Block and uh, had a little bit of smoked meat and some good stuff. And uh, then we drove by 17th. We didn't stop or nothing. But we definitely seen a little bit of chug-lugging going on and all that fun stuff. So everybody's out stampeding, having some fun. And uh, lots of rodeo going on, chuck wagons. I'm going to the rodeo tomorrow. 
and a couple other days during the week. So looking forward to partaking a little bit into Stampede. Lots of fun. And where are we at right now? I'm going to... Actually, this is a good one, too, um, from Joyce. A text. Good morning, Merle. My trees had leaf miner last year, so this year I wrapped the trees with tape and then spread the tanglefoot paste over around the trunk. I did not have much in the way of leaf miner damage now. The tapes were loaded with flies and other bugs. Yeah, that one is still a good one. If you can catch it right at the right time when they're flying up. Um, the, but the problem, and not the problem, but part of it is that they do fly and not just crawl up. So they sometimes fly over the tape and get up into the tree. But that's definitely, it sounds like you had some good success with that. Once the damage is done, though, there's not that method um, will not do anything as they uh, already are. So good job, Joyce. I'm glad that worked for you as well. And and what else? Da, da, da. Yes, and then I got another one. If you inject a birch that is not infected with minor, will that prevent? Yes, it will. It should definitely help um, with that as well because um, it'll get in there, and then when they do go to eat the leaves, the pesticide is inside the leaves as it's a systemic fertilizer. And I got one more. Great show. What is this stuff and how important and how important and just as important, how do I get rid of it? I prefer not to pick it out. How about a herbicide? And this is in the grass. It just looks like a little um looks like a chickweed or a little creepy crawly. Um you should be able to just use Killex on that. Um the two four D Killex. It's a selective herbicide that only it will not kill your grass, but it does look after dandelions, thistles. Um, chickweed, things like that in there. Or you could use clover, chickweed, and thistle herbicide as well. It's a selective herbicide. Do not use Roundup or Kill All or some of those other ones in your grass as they are non-selective. And and I got, I guess see there's one more, and I think I got this one sent last week or a picture to me as well. What is happening to my Annabelle hydrangea? I've seen a bit of this. And it almost looks like a bit of a fungus or possibly something got sprayed on it or possibly some bugs. It's a really hard. One thing, it would be nice. I can't see underneath the leaves, but when it curls up like that, um, it's just telling me something has gotten in after it, like possibly a little bit of herbicide damage or if, or if maybe somebody sprayed for weeds or something like that close by. But uh, I'm not too sure if you can maybe um, bring in a, a sample into one of your local garden centers, depending on what part of town you're in, and uh, and somebody should be able to maybe have a little closer look at it. But that one's hard. I can't really per se. Per se. If you want to maybe take a picture of the whole thing, and send that in to me, and maybe I can look at it all and have a look from that point on. Right now, phone lines are full, so I'm going to head up there. We're going to chat with Henry. Good morning, Henry. Hey, how you doing, Merle? Good, good. How can I help you? Yeah, except I'm just about ready to give up on lilies here, but I've got some sort of beetle or bug. Is it red? Bright red, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the dreaded lily beetle. And what can I do for it? Um, there's a couple products. There is one spray um, that we have in there, and uh, I'm just I'm just lost the name of it. It's in an aerosol can. I think it's called Kills All. Okay. Uh, um, that one has a residual. That one's pretty good. And Ambush. Um, okay. Some uh, some people have had very good success with that. 
Okay, so if I just head down to your garden center and yep. let them know that, they'll be able to help me out. Absolutely, absolutely. But that is, it's something then, just whenever you see them, just squish them as much as you can as well. Yeah, I did. They were having a little stampede party of their own last night. There was probably about four or five of them all. Yeah, no, they. it's amazing what they do to those. To the And they only go after really the Asiatic lilies, so... Which are they're just all popping up and just starting to look really nice right now, and unfortunately, that's when we see the lily beetle because they come in and go after the, all that new fresh growth. So, okay. and is it so? Is this just something every year I'm going to have to sort of deal with it, or can you do something? To- no, it's something, and just do a really good cleanup in the fall um, of all the leaves, especially if you're inundated like you are now. Do a good cleanup, um, and if you look after them during the season. Um, you have a lot better chance of not getting them. But, yeah, it's something that's just coming back, and uh, the, it just seems they, they get in and uh, they take a hand, they take a grip on our city, and uh, it's gotten worse and worse. They, they've they been here for about eight years now or eight, nine years, something like that. So, unfortunately, they came from the north. <laughs> uh, oh, there you go. But what happens is they come from a lot of times when people do plant shares, and, and, and I think those are all great things but then somebody brings them from another thing or they bring a plant from another city for their friend and they're not inspected because anything that we bring into the garden center is fully inspected yeah. um they're they have to be um so sometimes these plant chairs and different things can cause disease and spread of bugs and things like that so if they're not careful so anytime you partake in any of those um you got to be careful of bringing anything into a certain district that may not have that problem already so all right, so thanks for the info. All right, thanks, Henry. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, and I'm just going to do a couple texts, and then I got Mel from the Medicine at uh, Hort Society. He's going to tell us what's going on down there after the break, but right now I'm going to go. By Mountain Ash, can we prune off all the branches from the bottom and leave just one main trunk? Um, I probably wouldn't, I, and I'd, I'd really, I'd like to take a closer look because if you open that many wounds on a mountain ash, this is a, it looks like quite a nice clump mountain ash and there's, I, I think you could probably remove some of them, but I would be careful on how many open up and how, how healthy that the middle trunk is because it looks like there might be a big split in it as well. So I would just be careful. I would maybe have a arborist or somebody look at it and, and go from there and uh, and see what you can do. And then I got a picture of a elm tree that is getting eaten like crazy. It looks like tent caterpillars. And you want to use BTK on that. Um, a glucine on my elm tree. So BTK. And it is tent caterpillar season, unfortunately. And they're coming in like crazy. Yeah, just gorgeous looking elm tree in the front yard, though. And uh, unfortunately, on the top... You have the caterpillars on there, so BTK is what you would want for that. And I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. So everyone should mosey out, mon- mosey on out to the garden, do some weeding, burn off that uh, couple beers or whatever you had last night and get out in the sunshine, feel good, and uh, enjoy that. But right now we're going to travel all the way down to Medicine Hat. Love that little town. Good morning, Mal. 
Good morning, Merle. How are you this morning? Good, good. How's things down there? Well, we just had a huge rain last night, and it came down heavy, And but we haven't had a lot of rain, so it was... Uh, was it just a torrential downpour, or was uh, it just uh, a yeah, little no, bit slower? It was, unfortunately, it was a torrential downpour, but it... Uh, but anyways, it's, it's you know, moisture for the grass and everything else and the parks and things like that. Yeah, so, no, all those places that needed yeah, all the boulevards, yeah. all the all yeah. the park trees and all that exactly. kind of fun stuff. So, But it would have been nicer if it had been a nice gentle rain like uh, you guys had last week at Calgary. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. That was a good one. It was just and oh, it was nice overnight and during the day, just that hey, slow rain just soaks in nice and slow. No, we were there. So we just, we, we, we saw that and we just said, why can't this be in medicine hat so <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but it didn't. yeah no and we're unfortunately that sort of this time of year right for all of us in southern alberta we get that just the blast that comes through just as fast as it leaves just as fast as it comes in dumps its three or four inches of rain yep. and away it goes so and away it goes exactly yeah exactly so the big uh the garden tour is starting up soon i think we have a garden tour next sunday and uh noon until five and uh it's a self-guided tour. We have eight gardens, and uh, of course, Mother Nature always plays tricks on us as well. And so, just a little over a week ago, we had a hailstorm, and uh, so it did quite a lot of damage. But um, you know, one of the uh, garden centers here in town's really stepped up, and awesome partnership, and uh, offered free annuals to the people on the. Oh, nice. Garden but you, and you know what? A lot of times the annuals respond really quite well sometimes to hail yep. because they it almost yeah. pinches them back. Yeah. And then if yep. they have enough time that two weeks, sometimes yep. they just fill in. Yep. I used to always hate sometimes at the beginning of the spring, I'd put them out in the deer or somebody would chew them down yep. or your pots. Yeah. A lot of times that was just like a blessing because then yep. a week or two later, your pots would just be twice as full yeah. and just like, yeah. oh, okay, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes they need to replace the ones that get shredded. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the foliage ones for sure. Yeah. yeah, and so anyway, so, but no, nice. the garden center was really, really and awesome. And which one was they, that? Windmill Garden Okay, center. let's give them a plug for that. That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. They were so awesome. But anyway, no, we have a garden tour uh, and we have eight gardens and... Uh, they can find more information on our website. Uh, and how much are tickets? $10 each. And uh, there's five locations that they can uh, pick them up at. And uh, and basically, it's one of these things for five hours. You just start wherever you want and uh, do the tour. And from Calgary, uh, even if someone wants to head up in the morning, that gives you yeah. lots of time. You can stop lots and get a ticket. Time. Yeah, we you know we just you know actually if they would just uh, send us an email because there will be you know there will there will probably we usually save a few tickets for each at uh, each of the yeah. uh, the residences just you know for, especially for people from yeah. out of town we do have a big crew coming from Lethbridge but they've already pre-booked their tickets and oh nice so, yeah so anyways it's it's a, it's an awesome you know it's an awesome event I love doing the garden tours like and going through other people's yards and you kind of sometimes you don't realize what's possible and then. Exactly. Exactly. see like wow those guys are growing that here like what yep. <laughs> or they've done this to this sloping yard it's you know, you know absolutely you it, know it's amazing what you know the landscaping and everything else and so that's one of the things that we like to do is we like to showcase these beautiful yards and give people ideas you know especially when they say oh i can't do anything with my yard because it's 
you know, too sloping or, you know, or that. And hey, you know what? There's all kinds of possibilities all the time, you know, so they can, uh, anything is possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just get creative. So that, and that's next Sunday, next Sunday July so to, 14th, yeah, 12 okay. till 5. And our website is uh, medhathort.ca. And um, if they want to get a hold of us, there's also a contact uh, email through through the website there as well. So awesome! Well, hopefully you get some good turnout, and hopefully the weather holds this week for you, Mel, and uh, for all the gardeners down in Medicine Hat. And I always appreciate when we get quite a few of you guys popping yep. in and yep. uh, and well, stopping down at Spruce It Up. And we lo- we sure enjoyed our visit. Miss seeing you. Yeah, I know I missed you. But that's okay. You know what? You got an awesome store, an awesome store there. Did you make it I, through the new perennial house and that? We sure did. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And uh, and of course, I was with grandkids, so they loved your yeah. They loved the playground, playstation. eh? <laughs> yeah, playground there. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that was awesome. And and just want to say, you guys do such you do such an awesome job every Sunday. So thank you so much. Keep, you know, keep it up. Thanks, Mel. Okay, Good luck next care. week. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Take care. Okay, bye bye. And if you are heading down to the Medicine Hat area, definitely stop in and uh, and do a little garden tour because uh, some of that stuff is lots of fun to see and see what other people are doing in the gardening world. And I got a few uh, a few texts. I have a beef beef steak tomato now. How often should I feed it? It is loaded with flowers and some tomatoes. They're fairly heavy feeders, so you could almost feed every second watering. And they are fairly heavy. Um, They take a fair bit of water. Don't get them too soaking wet, but let them dry slightly in between, especially when they get the fruit. They just like consistent watering. And on the bigger beefsteak, make sure you're using one with a calcium supplement so you don't get that blossom end rot on the end of your tomato. So um, that's what I would recommend, definitely, for the for the larger tomatoes. Good, consistent watering, and you'll be good to go. And I got a text here. Enjoy your program. Two questions. Is it too late to fertilize the lawn? And if not, what numbers? Um, absolutely not. It's a great time to fertilize your lawn. Um, I recommend the Green It Up fertilizer, the 16326. Huge response. Great people coming in from all over, picking it up. Um, so it's great. 16326. And uh, you'll be good to go. And it says, can I use compost from now on until fall? It hasn't been used for about 8 to 10 years. Absolutely. Um Compost mixing in, it's gonna it's gonna get into the soil slowly. Mix it in really good, and uh, love when you can add, especially old age compost like that. It uh, it's your soil will love it, your plants will love it. Any of that natural food will be great for you and your plants. I'm gonna take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and the great music selection is uh, by Brian. So thanks again, Brian, for always, uh, when you're here, picking out some great tunes for us. Then always a nice little theme going on, so hopefully uh, everyone's enjoying that as well. And what do I got going? I got lots of phone calls. I'm going to get to Harriet. She's been waiting quite a while. Good morning, Harriet. Good morning, Merle. Hey, how can I help you? I've got a fir tree that's got a weevil, weevil disease. On the top? Yes. Yeah. Unf- and uh, 
I don't know, like... Uh, so it's le- it's just curled over like a cane? Well, it's not curled Hooked. over, but, like, uh, I live in a, in a, in a, on a street where we have our own association board. Yeah. And uh, they do the landscaping, and uh, the arborist comes once a year. Yeah. But now they're getting chintzy, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, he yeah. kind of he came and he like he he cuts off the black knot off our sherbet tree, uh, trees. Yeah. But now they're telling us, oh well, it's not worth uh, um, treating the weevil disease because it'll only come back and it costs eighty dollars a tree and song but and dance they, and they like I don't want to lose that tree. Yeah, they should definitely be cut out though because uh, it'll definitely go down further and further into the tree. And uh, so I would definitely get it cut out somehow, and uh, and they should be treated because it it's they they are nasty on the on the spruce trees when they get in there and they go after the new growth on the top and uh, and eat it from the top down into the into the rest of the tree. Okay. the The only thing is, I tried calling your place. And I thought I would get you. You've got arborists. Yes, we do. Yeah, so I was, I, you know, like, uh, you're very reputable people, and uh, yeah, like we, I was we, hoping... Yeah, we look after quite a few condo boards and things like that, so we'd be more than happy to, uh, I can have Mark come out and have a look and uh, and see what he can do for you guys, if you like. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pay for it myself. Like, okay. I don't even want to, I'm not even going to the board, not after the letter we got from them, and they don't okay. want to have anything to do with it. Okay, and long so as you're I'm allowed to do it. Okay, and what I'll do is I'll just put you on hold, and if you give your number to Brian, and then I will, uh, I'll just, I'll get Mark to give you a shout. Yeah, and at, at the same time, uh, would they be able to, like, I haven't I haven't been that well and I haven't been able to really look after my trees very very well and uh I have the sherbet tree like it's all grass grown in and it, like it needs to be cut out and earth and fertilize and uh, mulch uh, could they do all that too? I, I can definitely hook you up with someone who can. Um that's sort of more of a maintenance. We don't do a lot of maintenance. We do more landscape design and construction. So you're looking for um, not necessarily a landscaper. You're looking for someone who does lawn maintenance. Um, oh, I... So I can definitely, there's Don Stuwada, and there's a couple other guys that I know that uh, look after that type of work. And, All right. Uh, and I can uh, give your number to a couple other fellas and see what they can do for you. Okay, you want to give me the number yeah, now? I'm just, just going to put you on hold, and uh, Brian will get your number, and then I'll get these guys to get in touch with you. All right, that sounds great. All right, thanks, Harriet. Thank you, Merle. Have Bye-bye. a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and I'm going to go down to Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, Merle. How are you today? Well, if my million bell petunias would look a little better. If they'd look like a million bells? (laughs) They look, they're the little yellow ones. And, I mean, they were blooming and blooming, and now they're looking rather ratty. Now, do I cut them back, blooms and all? Um... You, you, you can. Are they in the same? Are they in a hanging basket or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In the original basket that they came in. Yeah. Okay. Most time, and that that's typically fine. Um, but there is always a chance when, as we get our warmer and as it gets more and more root bound, it's going to take more water, and they're going to need to be fed almost two or three times a week. Okay. Um, and and you'll see a huge difference when you do that. And I would just recommend feeding them like with our green it up the fifteen thirty fifteen or twenty twenty twenty. 
And uh, But if they got kind of ratty on you, you can definitely just trim off a third of it or so, and then it'll just flush it right out um, and either transplant or just get it on a good feeding program where you're hitting it once or twice a week. Yeah. Now, if I can ask another quick of question. Course. Um, it's to do with those stinking birch trees. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's nasty right now. Um, I just... I think mine has reached the point where it's got to come down. Yeah. Uh, the whole top part of it, it's been in there for 34 years. The whole top part of it is dead, and yeah. I mean dead. I've given it twice, Rage Plus. Yeah. It's infected with the leaf miners. It, it, it is, it's devastating our birch canopy in Calgary, and I've really, like I said, I noticed it when I was driving to the radio station today. It's just, it's it's somewhat sad, like I'd hate to even say it, but with if we don't do something in a couple of years, I think we'd almost just need to eradicate the city of the birch trees because it, they're, they're just going to become a, a menace, right? And they just look horrible. Well, with this this windstorm we had here just a little bit ago, uh, there was branches coming off that dead part like you wouldn't believe. I mean, it. I think it's gotten to the point it is getting to be dangerous. Yep. Um, so you could definitely give our, our crew down at Prune It Up a shout, and Mark can come out and give you a free quote and, okay. uh, and look at getting that removed for you, and, uh, and you'd be great. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Barbara. Yeah, I know. Again, it's and it's it is a nasty sight right now driving through, and especially the older neighborhoods with lots of birch trees, which used to be once glorious, but unfortunately, um, the government has decided to remove all all the chemicals and stuff that we were able to use. We still do it commercially, which is good, um, but neem oil was one that was worked great on birch trees, and it's a safe product. But they needed that uh, million dollar registration for the pesticide, but which people um, in Canada, unfortunately, we just don't have enough people to someone to invest a million dollars to get any kind of return on their investment. So unfortunately, some of these products just get uh, given up on in Canada and uh, and go from there. So hopefully uh, something else changes and we can get some of these um, products as they've been extensively tested and they're great for for some of these pests where we don't need the the... Saigon or things like that. So anyways, got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And that's a good tune. And uh, got a question. You said add calcium to a potato plant. How do I do that? There's calcium supplements and a lot of the fertilizers, the good quality fertilizers will for, for tomatoes will have a calcium supplement already in them. So you can look at that. There's also a tomato food product in a yellow um, sort of a canister type thing um, that has calcium in it. There's also some of the straight calcium supplements uh, the Evolve organic tomato food has calcium in it as well. Um, do not give it milk. I don't think that will work. So anyways, there's some some ways of uh, of doing it. And I'm... Oh, yeah, there's, this guy's back in town. There's a company going around Woodlands Community telling everyone that there's a fungus that is killing all the pine trees in the area. In my, they've taken out numerous trees in the past two weeks. Is this for real? My neighbors are worried about losing the trees. Um... 
no, there's a lot of them have been dying from desiccation. Um, there hasn't been a whole lot of the what they're trying to diagnose as needle cast. Um, and he, I think this guy has a fire. It looks like the city burning down on his business card. Um, definitely, he's not a certified arborist. Um, so I would, I, I would even just call the city and ask about a business license. He, he's not a reputable company. I would definitely call. There's lots of certified arborists in town um, to diagnose. But most of the spruce trees that we see dying um, or that are sick here in town, a lot of them are, is this more winter desiccation. Um, the needle cast hasn't really been diagnosed a whole lot. There has been some, but not to the thing. I know in this gentleman, and I'm not going to say his name, I'm not going to give him any publicity, is not using, um, he's using more scare tactics to go in and, and drum up work, um, which is, is totally wrong. So I would uh, definitely let the neighbors know. I would even look at calling 311 and uh, ask about uh, getting him, find out if he has an actual business license to be even doing this, and the, the fear tactics, and maybe even, yeah, it's, it's, it's not right. It's uh, call a certified arborist, and you'll get the proper advice. And what else have I got? Uh, actually, I got, <laughs> was I was out at Spruce It Up yesterday. The cat was not well. Actually, he looked pretty good. I seen a couple of pictures of him on Instagram. He was he was getting this thing. Sometimes he just crashes out, and if he's had a busy day, and uh, and then it says, "I love the ice cream, nice addition." Yeah, we have a little ice cream shop set up at uh, at Spruce It Up on the patio, so you can come out and have an ice cream and enjoy the the playground and all that other kind of fun stuff. So. And where are we at? And I got one here, picture. How can I make this iris area look more attractive? It's funny. I just had a question on re- our landscape design where they had um, a bunch of irises in on the main focal point. And they're, they're great in the... I like using them more of a background plant because once they bloom and they do the thing, they don't do a lot after they're done. Um, so what you can do is deadhead those... Um, enjoy the foliage. I would maybe look at splitting them, which you do pretty soon, and move them into some other areas. If that's a nice sunny spot, I would look at doing echinacea. We have some gorgeous cone flowers right now, multicolor, um, that will do fabulous in that spot and uh, and give you lots of color throughout the summer. But unfortunately, the iris is one that comes and done, and they make great background, like just sort of off to the side in the corner of a bed, something like that, where you just enjoy those beautiful blooms for that short time. Um, but unfortunately, that's what you get from an iris. Um, I don't mind the variegated leaf one as it um, gives you a little bit of a different foliage look um, and go from there. But right now, I got to take a break for the news. And we get back, Jerry, I will get to you. And I know you've been waiting a while, so I got a full phone board. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble. <laughs> Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Oh, God, it's hard to be humble. God. I've <laughs> um, got lots of text in, and I got one of a gorgeous-looking pear tree, but it's dark green on one side and yellow lum on the other. Yeah, it's getting. Um, I would definitely hit it with a higher. 
nitrogen fertilizer, like a 30-10-10, or we have some uh, micronized iron that you can add to that, water that in on the tree there and uh, get it back up. It's uh, getting chlorid. Um, yeah, just lacking some micronutrients in there. So just a regular feeding and all that will definitely bring the color back into your into your pear tree. Um, and wondering, did you get any fruit on that? That's a nice big pear. So just curious if you were able to to get any fruit on that. I know we have quite a bit of fruit on a lot of the pear trees in the garden center um, on our caliper trees, which was is nice to see. And uh, just curious if, if everybody else is getting lots of fruit this year or, or how the fruit capacity is on the on the fruit trees out there. But right now we're going to go to Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. Hey, Merle. Thanks for taking my call. You're First great. of all, I wanted to thank you for the big bag of soil. It did arrive. It was pretty late, so I didn't end up doing my raised bed, but I ended up doing a whole side of a hill with dirt and rock, and it's fab. Awesome. So I'll send you a picture. I've, I've just had weeks of fun with it. Awesome. So that was great. Good job. Um, but I also wanted to say I've got my sweet peas in, and the ones in my pots always do great, like big barrels, right? Okay. And uh, three years ago, I amended all my soil. I came to you, bought soils, bought sea soil, did everything. They've been great for the last two years. But this year, those ones are struggling. They're along a cement wall, and they're... They're struggling probably because of this weather, but I'm just wondering, I've got some worm castings, and I just wondered if it would be good to mix that up and how I would do that and feed it to them, or am I better to come in and get something better to get them moving? I, I, th- I think the earthworm cast would be fine, but it also, I would probably look at feeding maybe even with a 30-10-10, something like that, just okay. give it a good boost. Okay, so the um, miracle it a, won't work. It's probably not good enough. Yeah, it's not a great one. Okay. Is there? Is it? And is it um, quite a hot spot? I one's on a hot spot. It's on a cement wall, and I do both sides of the cement wall. It's a border wall, okay. and so one side gets hot, and the other side does not get as hot. And they're both doing not great. Neither of them are not like the ones in the pots. The ones in the pots are just thriving, like they're beautiful leaves. You can't even see through the see, through which the is a, sometimes a little bit. I would almost guess sometimes the other way because a lot of times if you try and do some of the peas and sweet peas in pots, yeah, yeah. sometimes they get too hot in there. And the root... you know I've had the best. That's I've been awesome. growing them there for years, and I have not touched that soil. I think I put a bit of sea soil in a bit yeah. of the stuff from you, but I, you know it was a first. I filled them up with somebody's stuff out of their field the first yeah. few so years. So that's a good rich soil, which those ones, which the sweet peas and that love. But yeah. it's, you said it's in a big barrel too, so it's they're in huge barrels. Yeah, so yeah. which is it's almost like being in the ground. So yeah, that's good. It's like they're in the ground. Yeah. But I do need something to fix these ones before because they're just getting lanky and falling over from the rain. I mean, there's netting and whatever, but. They're just not very happy. Yeah. So I should get a 30-10-10. Yeah, yep, try that. And put that in there instead of the worm casting. Yeah, well, you could do a little bit of both. Like those worm castings won't hurt, but if you're just trying to... We're getting along in the season here, so you want to give them a little bit more of an instant feed so yeah, the, the, the water-soluble fertilizers will give you. It's always good to amend your soil, but sometimes...
gyms with our annuals, they need that instant boost, right? So, but would I should I add any of that black the soil that I got there on like just sprinkle oh, yeah. it on no, top of it? No, that wouldn't hurt at all. Mix it in around it, absolutely. Okay, okay, yep. okay. I'll do that, and um, I will be in to get that, and I'll send you a picture of this rock Look area when it. I'm done. It's great. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. The worm castings. How would you do it if I don't have like a bubbler, like a aerator? Can I just what would you suggest? Um, I would just mix them in, like just put them on top and then just turn it over and mix them in. With the worm castings right yep. in the soil? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Merle. You're very welcome. Okay. Thanks, Jerry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Mix them in. Anything in the soil, which is great. Um, they love that, and the soil loves it. Feeding our soil is definitely the, the start of having a great garden. And right now I'm going to go down to Jean. Good morning, Jean. Good morning, Merle. How are you? I'm great. The sun is shining. We've got moisture. What's not <laughs> to love? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I've got my my um, little avocado pits started. Yeah. And I need to put them in bigger pots. So do I cover their little bald heads now? Um, And they're just, you got them and they're rooted in, they're coming up? Yep. I would, and have they split, and have they shot up any green? Oh, yes. Oh, how tall leaves. are they? Okay, awesome. Yeah, no, you can plant them right up, Just, but just leave the ball up just a bit. Just um, a bit of, yeah. of the... Absolutely. All righty. And just use a well-drained soil. Um, they yeah. do like um, the terracotta-type pots, too, like a good clay pot. Okay, would need to be a, a deeper one, like yeah. for rooting, yeah. like a tree. Yeah. <laughs> No, absolutely. There's um, larger, like just any kind of clay or terracotta or some sort of pot. They, they do prefer that because uh, it really helps the, the roots breathe properly. Yes, yes. All right. Thank you very much. You're very, very welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And uh, do you want to, uh, do you want to, uh, oh, there we go. And right now we're going to have a little uh, preamble before. Uh, yeah, quite as pretty as Mary in the morning. <laughs> we're going to go all the way down the high river and we're going to chat with Mary. Good morning, Mary. Mary, Mary, Mary. Quite contrary. How are you? How did you, your you, garden grow? How did you like that one? Oh, I loved it, Brian. He's a pretty Brian sweet guy. is a karaoke you know. Is he? Yeah. He hasn't shared that yet. Well, he is. I'll have to get him to do a few riffs on here. Yeah, he's, oh, I'm dancing on my deck with my cat. Nice. Looking at me, wondering what's wrong with you. <laughs> you should be sitting down having a coffee. I am. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> nice. So am I, because. I got caught in the rain. Yeah. Oh, oh on the highway. Oh, Pretty oh. nasty. I seen that on the news Ooh. there. We have two inches of rain in the two big dumps. Yeah. Oh, oh. I don't think it felt like under a washboard and everybody emptying it on my car. Hey, Mary, did you see the fighter jets at all this morning? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were uh, flying over the snow yeah, dunes. Yeah, I heard and then them. The, and then I the can F- hear them. Yeah, the F-18s went over as well. <laughs> yeah, I can hear them. Yeah. And then this time I had no turkeys to go crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> one year the snowbirds, yeah. you know, and they turned around here. 
I'm out with a baseball bat trying to untangle them. <laughs> um, so what's going on? You anyway, got some what's going on is you've been busy this week. So I need a little shout-out to poor Diana, the sweet tea lady. Yes. She had a rough go. Oh, did she? At the Foothills Hospital. Oh. Yeah. I don't know really what was wrong, but Daniel had her on, and she was not looked after very well. Oh. She finally got home to Pincher Creek in her bare feet. Hey. Yeah, not good. Anyway, but what I want to ask you, I, Lupin's Lupin's, beautiful Lupin's. Yes. Okay. I bought... I love them from PEI. So I bought a plant. It is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Will it overwinter or not? What in what type is it? It's a lupin? A, a lupin, yeah. Most of the varieties most of the varieties are hardy here, just depending on what, what variety it is. Uh, I, I'll just tell you what it is. I got the tag. I Does it say the zone on it, Mary? Uh well, it's uh, zone, typically zone three. Yeah. And, and this is a and what, uh, bloom time uh, water. It's hardiness zoned. Oh, it's not for us. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it'll make it over. It's an it annual. It's absolutely Well, enjoy beautiful. it. Enjoy it. Put it outside. Enjoy it. Yeah. Can you, can you uh, buy, like, what? Does a lupin come from a bulb? Um, it's somewhat of a. It's a little. It's a little. Really like it's a more of a little, um, like a little rhizome sort of thing. Oh, okay. But they do. I I really like to cut them. As soon as they're done blooming, yeah. I I cut them back. I cut the blooms right down. Yeah. Well, these are just gorgeous. Yeah, and a lot of times they'll send out another. Sh- uh, batch of blooms. If you leave them too long to seed, they get really wonky looking. Yeah. But just cut them right back and then... Well, these these have got ten blooms on it. Oh, awesome. They're beautiful. Awesome. They're right beside my autumn sedum. That's that's four feet tall. Awesome. (laughs) Against my garage wall. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you, your sweet bee ladies had a bad time. Yeah. So well, I just wanted thoughts, to say hello to Yeah, her. no, and actually on that last call, I was wondering if Diana would maybe call in, but uh, yeah. I understand, well, our thoughts are with Diana, and yeah. uh, and Good. hopefully she makes yeah. it through. Yeah. Thanks. Anyway, Thanks, Joanna's Mary. coming out to look at yes. my tree. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Mary. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. A stampede for me. Yeehaw. Okay. It's not yeehaw, it's Yahoo. Yeah. There you go. All right. Bye-bye. Talk to you, Merle. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I've got some great pictures as well on the text line. I got one from uh, Humerna who calls in, and she sent one in of her lawn, and it is looking. Love my grass with the new fertilizer, Merle. Thank you, Myrna. Looks great. And I think, and I looked at her past picture, and it was of her uh, um, dwarf Alberta spruce. I thought it was from this one, but it wasn't. And also, I got one from Pat. His plumeria stump has leaves. I mean, he brought it in. I think he brought it from Hawaii from his vacation. And now it is, he's had it in the water. It's sending out the plant on top. So almost getting ready to time to plant that up. Um, looking good, looking good. And I got one from Cash only again. Do the sweet peas not like hot, hot? 
I have mine in a hot place in a large one, but they are doing very... Yeah, they don't like it real hot. They like a little bit cooler roots. So if you do have them in hot place, they need a nice, good, thick, rich soil. Like, that's one plant that can actually um, enjoy our really black soil. Um, so I would definitely do that as well. And where are we at here? Oh. Here's Diana, the sweet pea lady. <laughs> Uh-oh. Let's see what's going on here. All right. Good morning, Diana. Good morning, Merle. Tell Mary thank you so, so much. That was so kind. Yeah, so uh, it's good that you're doing well. You sound great. Yes, I had a vicious head injury and a nasty oh. concussion. So oh. What? Everything will be going round for a while, I think. Yeah? Yeah, they just kicked me out, I think. Well, my, <laughs> my face... My face was completely purple from oh. one side to the other, and I, and when I told them I didn't have family or any money with me or any ID, I think they thought I was a homeless person, and oh. they said, out the door now. Oh, isn't that nice how we treat uh, a real Albertan, eh? Isn't that, it's atrocious, and, you, and it, apparently it happens to a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I hitchhiked halfway across Calgary in bare feet. No way. And, and my optician said, without your glasses, you are worse than legally blind. Oy. So I didn't even have glasses with me. I had absolutely nothing. That's, that's... So, That's yeah, it, shouldn't be it shouldn't be happening. No, no, you know? not not here. There's no reason for it. That's yeah, no. that's nasty. Um, Thanks to the city police, while I'm on the radio, they rescued me and when I got to Shaughnessy. <laughs> well, well, you're heading out by us. You were going to walk to Spruce it up. I want to give you a ride home. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Except it was midnight at the time. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. yeah, with no clothes, absolutely frozen solid. And the city police were absolutely fantastic. They took me all the way to a to High River. Oh, that's awesome. They were stars. Thank you. Thank you. That's anyway. great. Good to hear, Diana. I'm glad you're okay. And... We've had a couple of questions on sweet peas. I'm not sure how, if you're up to it or... Oh, sure. Um, sure. They're talking about if you have them in too hot of an area. like the Yeah, one... they don't like the heat. But it, they're not getting that much heat at this time, this year, are they, really? No. Um, uh, just keep cutting them, feed them a little bit. Yeah. I just use 20-20-20 myself. Yeah, 20-20-20 is a great and, one. Yeah, and keep cutting them. I mean, I found some of the leaves are going a bit ye- yellow with all the rain, but... Just cut them back. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you can do. Awesome. Well, and uh, it's actually quite a good year for sweet peas. They rather like this. Yeah, they like the cool, damp a little bit. Um, but I guess when the heat does come out, if, it depends on what kind of spot. And if you don't have great soil, sometimes yes. it can be, heat up really quick. Yes, they love nice soil. Don't they? Know. And that's when um, Jerry had called in. She had a nice, rich soil put into her big barrels. And she grows hers in her barrels. And they say they do wonderful. So. They do. They're fabulous in a container. Yeah, yeah. but it has to be a bigger container, I find. A big container, though. Yes. A big, big one. Yeah, yes. not some silly okay. little pot. Oh, Absolutely. no, it's got to be a big one. And it can't be metal because. Metal gets way too hot in the sun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Anna. I'm glad you're okay. I wasn't too sure what was going on there oh. when Mary called. So, um, thank um, you. Oh well, it was exciting. I just got home in a fury and phoned <laughs> CBC. Right, and then uh, Danielle heard about it. And, oh, and of course, the hospitals are closing down. They won't let me even know the name of the nurse that threw me out. Oh, I still had needles in my arms. I had to take my own IVs out. What hospital were you at? Foothills. Oh my God. Foothills, I think she got the order, like I'm assuming it came from higher up, you know, clear a bed, and she was like, okay, you're out of here. Wow. 
Um, no, it shouldn't be happening. No, so. no kidding. Well, yep. get some rest. Um, yeah, that's stay what I in can the dark. do at the moment. I yeah. go out and snip sweet peas. I've got bouquets right. of sweet peas all over the but house. Don't get is, too bright. Keep you know. keep out of the sun a bit and oh, yes. uh, and uh, get some rest. Make sure you don't go too much. Thank you very much. Thanks, Merle. Diana. Love the love so to glad, Mary. Th- so glad you're okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Love the, love the connection of our radio show, how, how quick it can happen like that. And, uh, and uh, we're very blessed that uh, Diana's great and a little bit bruised, but uh, sounds like she's doing totally fine. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Lexa Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's largest full-service garden center with everything you need inside and out. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And we got lots of uh, calls on the line, so I'm going go, uh, to go to the phone lines. And uh, just one quick text. Our lupins have survived three years. Thanks for the education on how trimming them will help. Yeah, so see those ones that are just spent already? Just cut those right off, and then you'll end up getting more. You should get more blooms. Because actually the foliage is quite nice, but they look kind of ratty when you get the big blooms on them. But if you cut those off before the seeds open up, then they think that they need to send more blooms out. So you get, should get another batch of uh, of nice blooms coming on. So... Let's go to Sylvia. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning. Hi. Um, I have a healthy, really healthy looking uh, Hoyer. Yeah. It's about five years old. Uh, it's about a 10 inch pot. Um, but um, I never had any flowers on it. Um, do you, f- have you been feeding it at all? Yes. Okay. 15, 30, 15. Okay, so that's perfect. Um, what and kind of also, light? Sorry, I've also noticed it's getting, um, like a stem on it and bright pink leaves. Okay. But isn't that kind of unusual for a bright lawyer? pink pink leaf? Pink. Yeah, no, that's me. So you have it in fairly bright light. I'm taking. Sorry? Is it in fairly bright light? Yes, it's a yeah. self-facing window. Yep. Yeah, so that's what happens is that um, that will force the pigment out of the of the leaves. Sometimes when you have it in the full sun like that. It'll it'll push the color of the flower, and it'll come out through the leaves. So, oh, so how can I get flowers? Yeah. So what I would do, and if you've been feeding it regularly, I'd feed it sort of every three weeks or so, and maybe just pull it out of right the direct sun. But that should be pushing some blooms for you. Yeah, it's not right in bright sun. It's kind of to the side of the window, so it's not like in direct sunlight. Yeah. But it just never, never flowered. It's um, really healthy looking. Got lots of stems yeah. on it and everything. It but sounds, it just... yeah, it sounds like you're doing everything you should be doing. I would just maybe just try and I'm not sure on the how much you fertilize, but I would maybe maybe bump it up a little more often. Okay. Ma- maybe do it like I said every two weeks until you can try and push some blooms out of it. All right, I'll try that. Then. All right, because some, sometimes when they're too healthy and too nice. They sometimes don't feel they yeah. have to bloom because they don't need to reproduce, so they're they're all happy, happy. Right. All righty. Yeah. Okay, then I'll, I'll give it a try. Thank you. Thanks, Sylvia. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coons. And we got a couple phone calls to go do, a few texts. And I just wanted to chat a little bit about fertilizing. Right now is a great time. You want to make sure you're fertilizing all, especially all your annuals. Um, some of them, if you haven't had them on a feeding program, are going to start looking a little bit tired. And for your trees and shrubs, right now is really important. You want to get some nutrients into the ground um, because by the end of this month, we want to stop fertilizing um, most of our trees and shrubs. But right now, give them a good boost. And I I got a text, and it was from Ollie. She had called in last year regarding her apple tree, and uh, so she just sent in an update and had a couple apples last year, this year full of blossoms and a beautiful crop. Thanks for your advice on fertilizing. It does make a difference. And right now, for a lot of your fruit trees, this is when they store and they build up the nutrients to produce fruit next year. So I would uh, like a 15, 30, 15, things like that for all your fruit trees. And, uh, and then that'll help build up the phosphate in that. So next spring, um, it'll be able to produce lots of fruit. Um, even, and if you have newly planted trees, even with the amount of rain we've had, um, you're still going to need to water. Um, it's still this time of year, garden centers will see tons of people bringing trees back. Um, not ton, but it typically from not being watered enough and they go, Oh, it rained, it rained, but it's still not enough. Um, a lot of times you need to still put the hose on it. Just that slow trickle. Cause when the rain comes in with our heavy soil, a lot of times it just it just runs off right away. It doesn't soak in really slow. So putting your hose by your by your trees and shrubs, um, watering them in slow and deep, fertilizing with fifteen thirty fifteen, um, ten fifty two ten is a great transplant one as well, and uh, and you should be good to go. But for all your annuals and your baskets and flowers, petunias, all that, 20-20-20 is a great fertilizer. Rage Plus works good, 15-30-15, and they need to be fed all the way through the season, and it makes all the difference. You'll have gorgeous flowers right through because those are fairly aggressive feeders and growth, so they use up all that soil in the pots, and there's just nothing left for them. So if you keep feeding them, they'll keep producing for you all through the rest of the summer and right into fall because a lot of those petunias and things I find they even get the colors are brighter when you get into September when we start getting some of those cool nights. Um, and then they give you some beautiful fall colors. Well, let's go to Leslie. Good morning, Leslie. Morning, Merle. How are you today? Good, good. How can I help you? Well, um, a few weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, I, I picked up from Spruce It Up a fuchsia. And yeah. it was not one of the biggest ones. It was, I think, in maybe an 8-inch pot. Okay. So... My question, though, is should I put it into a bigger pot? I'm just finding the blooms, well, it's got lots of buds, and then they bloom into the flowers. The flowers don't, like, shrivel up pretty quickly, and I am fertilizing with 15, 30, 15. Yeah, I would definitely put it into a bigger, because fuchsias especially, they need to stay fairly hydrated. Okay. Um, because they, if you look at their at their foliage, it's very rich and thick. Right. And and the blooms, to produce those big blooms, they need good, steady, consistent watering. So definitely a transplanting would make all the difference for your fuchsia. Okay, good. Yeah. It was, it was gorgeous when I first got it, and I'm yeah. just noticing it's not quite as gorgeous. Yeah, as it starts wondering. using up more and more of the soil, and it's probably just a little bit harder to keep it consistent. Okay. Um, especially when they get fully blooming, and as it blooms more, it uses more and more of the nutrients and, and moisture. So absolutely, fuchsias do not really, really like being totally, totally root-bound. So. Right. Okay, perfect. Uh, all righty. Thank you. 
Thank you so much, Merle. You're very welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And uh, love the fuchsias. Um, we had them in our perennial house this year, a lot of the hangers, because we made it a little bit of a filtered uh, poly on it to keep the heat down and a little bit of shade for less water. But uh, the amount of hummingbirds we've had, um, just loving the, the fuchsias and uh, 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 just gorgeous. And I remember that uh, from Betty Jensen's place. She was the, the mum of, of Sunnyside garden center and uh sunnyside greenhouses and uh when she was on vacation a few times she asked me to go up to her house and look after her uh her flowers around her house and she had these gorgeous gorgeous fuchsias always hanging and they were sort of southwest but i just remember going there a few times and just the hummingbirds would be like crazy and uh so always good memories get to click in um from different gardening events throughout my life so uh Anyways, I've been very fortunate. And let's go to Hal. Good morning, Hal. Good morning. Uh, quick question. I have a weeping birch in my front yard. Yep. And I'm getting a substantial amount of brown leaves in there. Now, I did a little research on there and it says it needed more watering. Yeah, We've and it's... Yeah, it and and it is the water, but it's more the birch leaf miner in Calgary right now. And then I, I mentioned it a couple times on the show. Um, I was just driving in on 37th Street, and I just seen um, all the big birch, almost 95% of them are just looking just like you described. And the and the rain is is a good soaking, but it's it deeper watering works, but it's really the birch leaf miner is what's causing the, the problem for your birch hal. You fix that in any way? Yeah, we do injections, um, and that works quite well. Um, basically, we drill a hole into it. We inject it with a systemic insecticide. It goes in and, uh, and kills. Because what happens is the leaf miner gets into your uh, into the bloodstream or into the inside of the leaves and it eats the leaves from the inside out. So I see. Okay. yeah, so the damage is somewhat done now, but you can inject and and have it looked after, but really um it's just keep hydrating it, get slow deep watering. Um birch trees do love rage plus. Um that helps uh revitalize the tissue in the leaves and, and the structure of the plant. Um, so you might want to give it a good shot of that. But next spring, um, you can call our, or even this fall, you can call our prune it up guys and uh, and get it set up to get the birch injection done. Okay, so it's too late for this year, but do yeah, it in the Yeah, the damage spring. is done, yeah, but I'm pretty sure they can still do it. I think they can inject it, but it, uh, the damage aesthetically is done. But I think we can uh, have it looked after. I'm just trying to get a hold of Mark and see if, he, if he's uh, able to give a quick call in. But... Uh, that's how I would treat it. Yeah, most of the damage is done this year, unfortunately. And uh, just keep hydrating it because um, what happens is all the all the foliage is gone, so there's nothing left for the for the plant, and it'll just start shutting down. So, all righty. Appreciate the help. Thanks a lot. I'll Thanks, come Hal. back now and see you guys. Thanks, Hal. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And we're at 1040. That means i got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I always love when you find uh, spiders and snakes in the garden. And uh, this time of year, we start seeing them. The, the snakes pop out around uh, spruce a little bit down the hill. And uh, lots of garter snakes and things like that around here. So 
Let's go to Nadine. Good morning, Nadine. Good morning. How can I help you? I have a greenhouse. I plant directly into the soil. It's done really well for about 10 years. But the last couple years, I think I have not been as attentive to watering as I perhaps should have. And I'm seeing some whitish tinge to the dirt. And my tomato plants look sick. They're growing very, very slowly. And they're kind of all curly-leaved and just not... They almost look like they've been sprayed, but they haven't been. Yeah. Have you revitalized the soil at all or...? Uh, yes, uh, some with um, uh, Epsom salts. Okay, I, I, and I would be careful using that because that sounds like a little bit maybe what you're getting on top, some salt content. Um, I w- I, what I would do is more, I would add more organic matter or even our potting soil in there, like just mix in the spruce it up potting soil last in, year, into last your soil. Year I put in- Last year, I put in quite a bit of uh, peat moss and mixed it in. And this spring, I put some um, compost in it. Yeah, okay. They, Was it raw, p- raw compost or or bag stuff? Uh, no, it was um, was actually some the guys were using in the field. Okay. Sometimes you got to be careful of that, too. Depends how aged it is. If it's not um, that old, you can have way too much. It gives you a big blast of, of too much. So, again, I would just use more of a controlled, um, and if it's in the ground, so the greenhouse, and then you plant in the ground in the greenhouse. Is that a micro? Okay. Yeah. So I would, again, I think I would just add some of just good potting soil um, just to get some good consistency to it. And just turn it over really good. Like turn it over and then add add the potting soil to it. Um, and then mix it in again, and then just and then start fresh there. And you can also add some sea soil. And what works really good is the groundskeeper's pride, the eight four five. Um, it's a granular fertilizer that you mix in the soil. I did okay. it. I do that segment every Wednesday on Global, and I mix a bunch of that into the soil as well. And man, oh man, it it. Uh, that garden is growing so good, and that uh, groundskeeper's pride has worked really, really well. So you don't think this is from overwatering? Um, no. I, again, I, I wouldn't be using the salts. And depends what whereabouts are you in Calgary, because some of the areas, if you're if you're east of Calgary or on the east side, um, there's quite a bit of salt in our soil already. So you got to be careful; you don't get too much of that. Yeah, I'm about an hour southeast of you. Yeah, so you get some of that. Some of those areas, there's a lot of content, a lot of salt content in the soil. So I would just be careful adding more to it. And I don't know the proper formulation of the whole Epsom salt thing. So, again, it's one of those ones that I think in certain parts of the world that works good where they need that type of mineral. But in in Alberta, I I just don't see it. And uh, I think there's a lot of better things that you can use around here. Okay. All righty. Thanks for your help. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, we've got a new product in actually, it's called hemp, hemp sense and really recommending it for mixing in your soil as well. It holds moisture. It has a good nitrogen content, uh, mix it in when you're planting trees, um, any of your shrubs revitalizing your soil. Um, it, it, it's really good. One thing I like about it, it's a renewable resource and it breaks down like about three times slower than peat moss. And it comes in a, in a bag and it's sort of a kernelized hemp product. 
And but it it has some good trace elements to it, so it, it not only um, holds the moisture, but it's also going to give it some food. So I would uh, recommend using that as well, especially just mix it in. If your if your soil's not looking great, um, you mix this uh, the hemp, and again, uh, it's grown in Canada. It's a Canadian um, renewable resource rather than the peat bogs. Um, so any of that kind of thing, I'd much rather be using hemp fiber and what it is it's a leftover after they've removed all the good CBD oil and, and that in it, um, we're left with another product. And so it's always nice that we're fully using a lot of our locally grown products here in Canada. So, uh, again, uh, it takes me a while to find these things, but I try them and I used it in my own yard. And what I did is I used it like a fixing patch in the lawn so i put it on scratch my grass put the hemp down i mixed it with the grass seed and honestly within a week or so my grass was growing like crazy so again good stuff give it a try and you'll be good to go let's go to debbie good morning debbie uh, good morning. How can I help you? I am preparing for a, we're preparing for my daughter's wedding, which is coming up. Oh, nice. And we're going to decorate with majestic palms. So I bought 30 of them. Okay. And I'm just wanting to keep them as healthy and as good as possible. Um, uh, have you, uh, they're just they're, in my, they're in the house. And uh, what, what do you say? Okay. Um, fairly bright light. Um, again, just good, consistent watering. They don't like it too shady. Um, you can leave them outside as well, if, as long as it's not like full blasting sun. But if you have a okay. good bright spot, I would almost move them outside. Really okay. watch the spider mite. So you might even want to spray them once a week or so with Pure Spray Green. Um, what is the name of that again? Pure Spray Green. Okay. Um, cause For they spider are, mites, okay. Yeah, because they're fairly susceptible to spider mites, especially if you have that many in the house. Okay. I, again, I'd probably move them outside. And right. again, just um, good, consistent water and make sure they don't dry out. And okay. uh, when's the wedding? It's coming up in a couple of weeks, yeah. so it's not too Are you far. using them as centerpiece? Are you going to have flowers around them or just yeah, having those? Yeah, just kind of a centerpiece. We have a large, a big room that we want with high ceilings, so we want to fill it up. Yeah, no, that's a great way of doing it. Again, yeah, okay. just, just good, consistent watering. Good bright light. Feed them with twenty 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 something like that, just to get, make sure they don't get um, starving or anything. Okay. And okay. then, because typically when you're buying those palms, they're fairly root bound when you get them. Yeah. So there, there's not a lot of nourishment left in them, so they okay. typically will need twenty twenty twenty. Yeah. Also, I have a a Boston. I don't know if it's a Boston fern, but I have a fern that I have outdoors, mm-hmm. and uh, I know that they need like need consistent watering and. I have one of those little terracotta nipples, and I keep a bottle in it at all times. But uh, anything about ferns outside? Yeah, no, ferns do great. Again, not real, real sunny spot. They're great for their shade areas. Um, Boston ferns are great in our garden. Um, You treat them like an annual, but a lot of people plant them in in your garden or use them as hanging baskets out in the yard. Um, They look great because it gives you that little bit of a tropical feel, which we don't always get. So, I like the lush. I like the the green. I really like foliage. Yeah. Uh, all times of the year. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, thanks so much. All right. Good luck okay. and uh, congratulations. Bye-bye. Hope all goes well. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. I need to take a break. You're listening to uh, Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. I got it one. 
Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening. Got to have, uh, got to have, I think that's Johnny Cash. Got to have him in on this uh, country montage that we got going on here. And uh, I'll get to do a little bit of that next week as well, I think, because uh, we have a stampede for one more week going on. So hopefully everyone gets out to enjoy that. I'm going to hit the phone lines. We're right full. And I got a few minutes. So I try to get through everybody here quickly. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Merle. How can I help you? Yeah. A question, um, we just got into a place here, and they've got uh, some clematis plants all around. Okay. Um, what they've done on the end of the patio, there's this, they built kind of a, with lattice, kind of a screen to create a little privacy from the street. Yeah. About a seven foot, whatever height, whatever. But what they've done, I guess the owners explained that the, the clematis is about 10 years old, whatever. All the green was way up top, up high, and they trimmed it back down hard, like about to about a four foot, five foot height. Yeah. Got the, like, so it's, it's kind of just, uh, I guess just the, what do you call it? Just the vine branches kind of, there's no green foilage yet. Um, like, mm. is that not a good thing? That's, or, yeah. If there's nothing yet, that's, yeah, that's not a good thing. There's a little bit, like it's sparked. I, yeah, what I would do, honestly, I would just take it right down to the ground, um, give it a good a deep watering. Um, you might want to give it a little bit of fertilizer just to see if you can give it a boost, like even just a 20, 20, 20, and, yeah. and see if you can get anything going. But typically, if it's um, like that and there's nothing coming up, uh, clematis should be vigorously growing by now. It, yeah, okay. I think that, well, we only moved in a couple of weeks ago. They did it about just before that i don't know oh, why okay they... yeah if there was okay if there was nothing up uh, again i would just take it right down to the ground and let's let it because right now it's going to try and it has no way to photosynthesize anything because there's no foliage up top if they cut it all off so just take it right down to the base and let it grow from the root because it might come back up from the group it's a shame because yeah some of the stuff i guess it was up top but yeah <laughs> yeah so it... just take it right down that way it's not wasting its energy trying to revitalize those old sticks and then some 20, 20, 20, and yep. probably Yeah, a little bit of slow, deep water, and you should be good. Okay, thanks. Let, let me know on that one. Yeah. I'd love to hear. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go up to Ken. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. How can I help um, you? I've got a, a problem here with um, my uh, uh, tower poplars. I mean, they're fine, they're growing and everything, but... Um, when they were a little smaller, they got banged by the lawnmower. Aye, aye, so aye. Now yeah. they've got a wound in them, and I'm yeah. just wondering what I can uh, use to pack in that wound. I, what I would do is um, we have a product called Lac Balsam. Um, so I'd just clean up the wound, get a good exacto knife, cut up any of the shredded bark and clean it up. Um, you could even just spray a fungicide in there, like even the copper spray or something, let it dry for a day or two and then cover it up with lac balsam. It's a breathable bark replacement. Okay. And make a nice tree wall around there and don't go anywhere near it with the lawnmower or the weed whipper anymore. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, one more quick question. Yeah. Um, my garden is uh, have, uh, really high clay content. Yeah. And I bought some cocoa moss. I'm going to... Um, Mix it uh, in. Yep. Sell it in, in the fall. Anything else you can recommend for that? Um, th- that's about it. Um, good. You can get some garden loam in there as well. Um, the new hemp stuff I just talked about is another good one just to add some fiber in there. But you might, depends on what you're going to grow. Um, what are you going to try and grow in there? Just vegetables. Yeah, I would, I would get a good garden mix then. I would add more to loam. 
Like okay. this, yeah, and then the cocoa moss and that. Okay, very and good. And if it's a smaller area, you can just even use our bagged potting soil. That works phenomenal. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Unfortunately, I, this is it for us for today. Bill and Jim, I will take you online if you want to hang tight. Um, trying to, and I'll see how I can do. I got to take off fairly quickly, but I'll try and go through a few of the texts as well. I know I got quite a few on here, but happy stampeding. And remember, it's Yahoo, not Yeehaw. All right. <laughs> All right. Have a good one.